This is the City Place Church Podcast. Here at City Place, we build dreams, ignite faith, and establish leaders that win the lost for God's kingdom. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered by the message. All right, City Place, are you ready for the word of God? Awesome. You can download today's message notes, cityplacechurch.com. And if you're hanging out with us for the very first time, would you do me a favor? Would you complete a connection card? It's digital. You can either download it, do it online, or you can text the word City Place to 94000. And our team would love to know that you're hanging out with us today uh, at City Place Church. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, we've been in a series called Set the Tone. We change the mood, we change the attitude of something by what we declare and what is written. We said that way at the beginning of time, God set the tone by when there was nothing. God spoke and it happened in the natural. We said that we set the tone in the spiritual so that God could move in the natural. And so over the last few weeks, we set the tone with week number one. We said that we would set the tone with this kind of faith and seeking God. Jesus said that certain things only happen through this kind of uh, this kind is impacted rather through prayer and fasting. And so we said we want to set the tone for this kind of faith, miracles, signs, wonders, freedom, peace, whatever it may be that God has for you. And then last week we said we wanted to set the tone for the house. We want to set the tone for God's house, for my house, my physical dwelling, your physical dwelling, and this house, your physical body. Because the Bible says that your home, your house, God's house is the place where God wants to reside and he resides in you, Paul said. And so this morning we want to set the tone again and we're going to jump into Luke chapter 8 because... We uh, we're focused on what the Lord wants to say. So here we go. Luke chapter eight, verse five, it says this. A farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he scattered and was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground. And when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up, and they were choked. Still others fell on good ground. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. And when Jesus had said this, he called out, he who has an ear, let him hear. This morning, I want to talk from this focus as we're in our series of Set the Tone. Set the tone and set the frequency. Set the tone and set the frequency. We said that as a church for 21 days, we would pray and fast because we wanted to set the tone for what God has already set the tone for. We said that we needed to download all that the Father saw for us this year and not just playing our own course. And as I was preparing for this week to bring the word of God to you, I felt like my challenge to us from the Lord is that we need to set the tone by setting the frequency. See, 
so many times when we go before the Lord, we can spend time in prayer and it may feel like he's not saying anything. Well, in the book of Luke, where we just read, the Bible clearly shows us that God is speaking. Jesus actually said that the word of God was planted as a seed. It was scattered, but it wasn't caught in some scenarios. And then in others, it landed in the right place and it produced. And so this morning, we want to dive into setting the tone so that we can set the frequency of being able to hear God's voice. I realize this. I want you to write this down. It's in your notes. Write this down. God's speaking is not the problem. Our listening is the problem. God doesn't have a speaking problem. We have a listening problem. So if we're saying sometimes, I've, I've said this before in my life, God, you ain't saying nothing. God, where are you? And it could be that the noise of my life, the frequency that, that is set in my life is not set to the tone that he's designed. And when Jesus is speaking in Luke, he's literally saying the word of God is being spoken and is being dropped. Some don't listen and some do. I wrote this down. John chapter 10, verse 3 says this. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he brought them out all on his own, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. In fact, they run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. See, there's not a speaking problem from the father. There's a listening problem. Jesus says in John, he says, listen, when people lean into me at a great level, they're not distracted by the noise surrounding them. He says, in fact, when they listen, they gather around me I jump ahead of them, I lead them out, and they follow me everywhere I go. See, when Jesus begins to speak, we gather to his word in his presence and say, we will follow you. We don't just take his word and then not follow. Jesus says, when I speak, my sheep follow, and when I move, they follow. So they align to me. They get close to me when I begin to speak. When I move, they follow me. It says now when the noise of life and when a stranger tries to pull them in a different direction, they don't even move because they're in a sure place because they know my voice. They drew close to me and they allowed me to lead. See, we want to set the tone by setting the frequency so that we can know what he's saying. That's the reason why week number one, we said we want to set the tone in the spiritual so that Jesus and God's plan can move in the natural. It's the reason why we said that we're going to set the tone for this kind of faith, favor, blessing, whatever God sees, because he's the one that set the tone. It's the reason why last week we said that we want to set the tone for the house, God's house, my physical house and the house that God created me to be for his presence. 
Like we're setting the tone so that at every situation and in every moment of our life, we're aligned with what the Father sees so that we can pull close to his presence so that when Jesus moves, we move with Jesus. When the noise of life is just going all around us, we don't follow the noise, we don't follow the crowd, we don't follow an unknown voice. We stay aligned with the presence and the voice of Jesus. Write this down. If you know his voice, you won't be distracted by the noise. I just said that, but I want you to write it down so we don't forget. If you know his voice, you won't be distracted by the noise. Watch now, flip side. If you don't know his voice, you will follow or rely on someone else's voice or your own. If I don't know, not, not know of his voice, not think I might, if I don't know in scripture, you'll find the word know sometimes. And it's not necessarily that you just have knowledge of it. It's, it sometimes literally means that I have an intimate interaction with. So I have to know his voice so much that I can tell the difference. It's the reason why Jesus says the gatekeeper, right? It's the reason why Jesus said they, that my sheep follow me because they know my voice. See, if you don't know Jesus's voice, and the voice of the Father speaking to you, you and I will follow or rely on someone else's voice and not our own. We can follow the things that we watch on TV, we can follow the news, we can follow the politicians, we can follow the favorite celebrity, and they all are leaning us in the wrong direction. God never said that, and we're over here feeling like this is kingdom agenda. No, this is not kingdom agenda. This is someone else's agenda. Or maybe at times you've walked out in your own truth because it feels like you've discovered, and you said, well, this is my truth. This is where I'm going to sit in. And it has nothing to do with what the, the father would say to you. And so we're over here following our own truth. And the father never said anything of the sort. See, Jesus says, my voice aligns. And then when people align with me, I begin to move and they follow and the noise doesn't distract. See, this morning we were looking to set the tone as we set the frequency of his voice. Write this down. In Luke chapter eight, Jesus is giving this parable and the disciples are kind of like, okay, We'll break it down a little bit more. And Jesus clearly says this in Luke chapter eight, verse 11 in the Living Bible. He says, now, listen, the meaning of what I'm describing to you is that the seed is God's message to men. Though the, the seed that's being scattered is literally the word of God. Like the seed is the word of God that's being scattered. It's the very message of God himself. And he literally says, some people don't value the very message of God. They don't value the word of God. But the word of God sets the tone and it sets the frequency. John chapter six, verse 63 says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. 
Jesus literally said, the words that I speak to you go to your spirit and they bring you life. Start in the spiritual realm with me, Jesus says, and watch it play out in the natural. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharp, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The author of Hebrews says, listen, the word of God is alive. Like, it's active. It handles things in the spiritual and it handles things in the natural. The sower sows the word, Jesus said. The word of God himself, the message of heaven is sown. Some will value the frequency, others will not. See, everything needed to set the tone for your life is found in God's word, both written and spoken. God will speak to you like I'm speaking to you. Yes, he will. But God has given you and I his word, the Bible, to be able to come alive in our life. And when you open up the Bible and you start reading and you say, Holy Spirit speaks to me, the Holy Spirit begins to activate the word of God in your life. It is a living book. It, apply, it has applications to every single thing you need in your life for God to be able to speak to you. God will speak to you audibly. Yes, he will speak to your heart. Yes, he will convict your heart. And God will also speak to his word. So when you're grabbing the word of God and when we gather together, we put a premium on what God will say. See, everything that I'm preaching to you today is to encourage your spirit. My words only have weight because I'm leveraging them with the word of God. The word of God is being preached today. There will be no Damon words. It will be the word of God. So you grab the word of God and you take it back to him and you say, Father, help me to set the frequency for my life. Grab hold of the fact that the word of God for you is alive and active today. Why? Because everything needed to set the tone for my life is found in the message of God. What he says to me matters. Above everything else, what you say, Father, matters. So let me give you some ways that we're going to set the frequency through God's word. Here it is. Here's how we're going to set the frequency through God's word. Number one, and these might sound uh, elementary, but Let's write them down. Number one, accept its authority. Accept the authority of God's word. When you open up scripture and you're reading, accept the fact that you're reading the authority of God. You're reading the life-giving message of God right there. When God speaks to your heart, or maybe you're hearing something today during the messaging, you felt like, ooh, that's confirmation what I'm hearing this morning at City Place Church, accept it from the Lord. It's like, okay, God, if you're telling that to me, then I'm going to align with your word and I'm going to let you lead and wherever you move, I'm going to follow. 
And if there's a noise of life and the distractions of life or someone saying something contrary to what you told me, I'm not moving. I'm staying focused because I'm going to set the tone as I'm setting your frequency. So I'm going to accept God's word as authority. First Thessalonians, uh, First Thessalonians chapter two, verse 13. And I want you to study this this week. It says, for this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Watch now, because when we received the word of God, when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. Literally, Paul says, listen, we gave you the word. We presented the word of God to you. You didn't just go, oh, what a great message. You said, oh, what they said was from God. We grab hold of that as truth. We're going to apply it in our life. And it is so. The word of God is alive. It's active. It has everything that you need. The frequency of hearing his voice, the frequency of listening to him speak to you has so much weight and value as you set the tone. So we accept the fact that when God speaks, whether he's speaking to you audibly, to your spirit, to your heart, or whether you're in God's word and he's speaking through his word to your heart, It's truth and it's authority. The second thing we do to set the frequency through God's word is we're going to connect its truth to my life. You're going to connect its truth to your life. So you're reading scripture and maybe you're studying on love or we're studying on prayer and fasting. And so you go, God, I accept. Here we go. Follow my lead. God, I accept your word is truth. I accept the authority of your word. Father, I ask you to show me how to apply or how to connect this to my life. So if you're studying and on, on, on love and God is, God is j- having things jump off the page and it's starting to minister to your heart, there's something that he wants to do as you're learning about love. It's either to give love in the purest form or to receive his love. That's how I connect it. So the Bible says, here's, here's a verse, one, one of the verses that I love, it says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, the way that you and I can connect such a verse is literally to go, man, even when I do wrong, Jesus loved me so much that he died for me. See, I can make what Jesus did on the cross personal to me. It connects to my life. I have access to freedom and life. You have access to freedom and life because of what Jesus did. It wasn't a disconnect. It's a connect. So I'm able to connect God's word to my life. Maybe you're you're you're, 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 maybe there's an issue of your life and and you feel fearful and and you come across The scripture in Timothy where it says God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. When you read that scripture, you go, wait a second. Since God's word is living in it and and it moves in the spiritual and God wants to produce it in the natural. I receive and I connect 
uh, Timothy to my life. And I go, OK, God, you haven't given me a spirit of fear. You've given me power. You've given me your love. You've given me a sound mind. So therefore, what you've done in the spiritual, I will walk out boldness and power and peace of mind in the natural. So that's how we connect it. God, I receive your word as the authority and I'm going to connect it to something in my life. If you're speaking, it's going to connect. The third way do we set the frequency is we apply and we live it out. We apply and we live it out. We don't just open up scripture and say, ah, this doesn't apply. Ah, this doesn't apply. Oh, that was for the Old Testament days. Oh, that was for the New Testament. No, God, your word is living. Your word is alive. It applies to me today and I'm going to live it out. James 1, says, listen, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Don't just listen and ignore, do what it says. The word of God, the frequency of his voice is so alive and so active that it can literally set the tone for all of your life. Jesus literally said, the word that I have for you is spirit and life. We're setting the tone as we stay in 21 days of prayer and fasting. We literally said we're fasting because fasting is the abstinence of things that give us physical gratification. And we're doing it so that we can have a greater spiritual encounter. We're praying because we said prayer is our first response, not our last resort. We said that we would set the tone through prayer so that we can know what he set the tone for. So we have to tune in to the frequency of his voice. See, I realized that as Jesus was talking, he placed such a premium on the word of God. And he was telling his disciples that literally the seed that's sown is literally the word of God. And he goes and he says, some people devalue the word of God. And I wrote down, I wrote down a couple of things create noise in our life or impact your ability and my ability to hear God. There's some things around us, in us, that create noise that impact your ability and my ability to hear God. Let's go back to Luke chapter 8. The first thing that impacts our ability to hear God, write this down, heart problems. Heart problems. Jesus said this in verse 12 of Luke chapter 8. He said, the hard path where, so, where some seed fell represents the hard hearts of those who hear God's word, but then the devil comes and steals the words away and pre prevents people from believing and being saved. Jesus said that there are people with heart problems. Heart problems, whether it's, I wrote these down, a hard heart, towards God, towards life, towards people, hard heart because of the choices we make, hard heart because of unrepentant sin that we commit, hard heart towards the actions or people or others. Jesus said, listen, heart problems cause people to not be able to receive the word of God. He says, 
because of the heart problems, the enemy goes, they are a prime candidate to lose the word that God's spoken over them because their faith can't break loose. And he says, they cannot walk in the salvation and the freedom that's available to them. I looked up online the impact that heart conditions and heart problems have in the natural. And I found out that one person dies of heart disease every 39 seconds in the United States. Heart disease is one of the leading killers of people in our country. One every 39 seconds. By the time I get to my next sentence, someone else would have passed away because of a heart problem. See, in the spiritual, Jesus says, listen, there are people who have heart disease and it's impacting their spiritual life. Their spiritual life cannot thrive because of the heart disease that they're currently dealing with. And he says the, the enemy capitalizes on their heart problems because they've been undealt with and it's messing up the frequency of their life. James chapter one, verse 21 says, listen, get rid of the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the message of God that's been planted in your hearts. Somebody say hearts for it is strong enough to save your soul. Literally, James says, listen, the message of God that's been placed in your heart is strong enough to save your soul. He literally says the very word of God, the living, active thing, the one that pierces joint, marrow, soul, spirit, has so much power to save your soul. See, heart problems impact our ability to hear the frequency of the Father. The second one is number two, found in uh, Luke 8, 13, is that uh, some people really aren't interested, Jesus said. Like, I don't want to hear him speak. Like, it's not of interest to me. Look at what it says in verse 13, the, 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 the living Bible it says, the stony ground represents those who enjoy listening to sermons. Can I get an amen somebody this morning on City Place? Come on. They listen to sermons, but somehow the message never really gets through to them. And it doesn't take root and grow. They know the message is true and sort of believe for a while. But when hot winds of persecution blow, they lose interest. Jesus says, listen, there's some people who enjoy listening to the podcast and, and they enjoy listening and hanging out online at City Place Church. They enjoy the message and they believe it for a moment, but it doesn't really take root in them. And so when hard times come and the noise of life begins to amp up the value the frequency of the noise becomes a distraction and they lose interest in what I was telling them. Like he's like they start off starting to align with me. They start getting close. And then when the noise of life starts to turn up its volume, they follow the opinion of others 
or they start listening to themselves. And they just don't even they, they just don't have any interest. In realizing the value of the word. That was shared. Like. Not even interested. See, this morning we're trying to set the tone. So that we can set the frequency of being able to hear his voice and the challenge for us as we're going throughout this year, as we're in week three of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And as we're setting the tone that prayer is going to be a part of our lifestyle, we want to make sure that we don't have any heart problems. We want to make sure that if there is a disinterest for knowing Jesus at the full rate of capacity that we can know him. Like we want God to deal with that while we're in this time of prayer and fasting so that we come out hungry and having his frequency. Third reason, immaturity. Immaturity. Verse 14 in Luke chapter 8 says, The seed that fell among the weeds stands for those who hear, but they go on their own. They follow their own way, and they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasure, and they don't mature. Jesus literally says, hey, listen, there are people who hear the message and go their own way, not drawing close to me as I speak, not letting me move in front and take the lead. Like they grab the message and run off before I can ever be positioned as the leader of their life. The one that they will follow, they follow themselves, they follow the the, 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 the career, they follow the, the, the finances, they, they, they follow the, 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 the desires of their own heart. And he says, and that's a sign of mat- immaturity. He, he, he literally says, I'm trying to grow you spiritually mature, but you grab the word that I spoke and you do your own thing. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Immaturity blocks your ability to be in my frequency that sets the tone for the course of your life. During these 21 days of prayer and fasting, we've been asking God to set the tone for our life. Like he sees the blank canvas of our year. He sees our life. We've quoted it every single week in Psalms. David says, before I was ever formed, you wrote my story in your book and I Look forward to it every day. So there's no need for us to grab the word of God and then zoom away without saying, God, I'm aligned with you now. Take the lead and I'll follow. Because I don't need the noise. And then number four. Some people just don't know his voice. Some people don't know his voice. I can remember growing up in church, hearing about God, loving the Bible stories, being excited about God, loving God, reading scripture feeling like God was speaking to me, but not really knowing his voice. As I get older, I realize that 
God is always speaking to me. See, God is always speaking to you, but it's the frequency that he communicates that we need to lean into. And some of us would go, but how do I know? And there's such an innocence of wanting to know what your heavenly father sounds like. It's, there, there's an innocence to go, no, I'm, I, I, no, I grab hold, but sometimes I don't know if he's talking or not because I'm, I'm new in my faith. Or I've been challenged in a way to where I'm, I'm stepping out of religion and I'm stepping into a relationship with him and I'm, I'm learning his voice. See, there's a, there's a great scripture that I, that, that I love. It's in Exodus chapter 33. And Moses, who has spent time with God and he knows God's voice, like he knows God's voice. He's been talking to God, but there's this innocence when he approaches God. And he says this, he says in verse 13, he says, Now, therefore, I pray, if I found grace in your sight, watch now, show me your way that I might know you, that I might find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is all your people. Like he says, listen, can you show me your way? Like I'm coming into your presence. I'm going to follow you, but can you show me your way so that I can know you? Like so that I can know when you speak so that when someone else's speak and they start using your name to say this about this issue or this moment or this situation that I go, well, no, that's not really what he's saying to me. Like, show me you. Like, there's such a purity if you're in this place right today and you're like, but I want to know his voice. Like there's such an innocence and a such welcome position of humility to go. I don't know his voice or how it sounds. I think I might be learning it, but like I want to know. Moses, who walked with God, said, can you show me you so that I can really know you? This morning, we're asking God to Show us himself so that we can know him. Write this down and we're wrapping up. In order to discover and hear God's voice, we have to turn down the noise. In order to hear God's voice, we have to turn down the noise. Why? Because when life stresses, the voice of God sounds like work. When the noise of life is moving, people are talking on the news, people are talking on the job, stuff is happening in the home, I've got stuff that I've got to do, places to be. It all sounds like that when we hear, hey, listen, lean into the presence of God, go after God, spend time with God. It sounds like it's work. When really, I just need to turn down the noise so that I can set the frequency of his presence. Write this down. 
God's voice is clearest in a prepared environment. God's voice is clearest in a prepared environment. In Exodus chapter 33, verse 7, Moses has a conversation. Well, he's going to have a conversation in a moment with God, but the Bible says that Moses took his tent and pitched it outside of the camp. And it says that it was there that he created that place as the tabernacle of meeting God. He determined that he was going to set his tent outside of the camp where the people were that he was leading, outside of family and friends, outside of the noise of the kids playing, outside of the noise of the the cattle, outside of the, 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 the warriors, you know, practicing. He said, I would set this out so that I can hear God all by myself. See, being able to set the frequency of the Lord and hear his voice the clearest requires a prepared environment. That's the reason why we set aside every single year 21 days of prayer, 21 days of fasting. Jesus literally said the word of God goes out and some people don't value it. But then Jesus said that there are people that value it. And when you're in a prepared environment and you're anticipating that God's going to speak and if God speaks, I'm going to grab hold of it. I'm going to align and I'm going to follow. This is what Jesus says. Write these down. I'm going to give them to you quick. In a prepared environment, the frequency is set to where my heart leads over my head. In verse 15, Jesus says, listen now, but the good soil represents honest, good-hearted people. They listen to God's word and they cling to them steadily, spreading them to others who also soon believe. So in a prepared environment, the frequency is set to where my heart leads over my head. Number two, where honor and value reside. There's honor and value. Jesus literally said that they grab hold of it, they cling to it, and they hold on to it so they honor and value the Word of God. Jesus says it's sown in good soil. They think about their heart over their head leading them, and they say, oh, if you're speaking, oh, I'm holding on to this like never before. They become a funnel versus a clog. Write that down. Frequency is set to being where I'm a funnel versus a clog. Jesus says that they grab the word, they cling to it, and then they spread it out so that others can begin to believe what they believe. The goal of setting the frequency so that we can set the tone is so that we can literally listen for God's voice in everything we do. We want to listen for God's voice in everything so here's the challenge. As we as you end as we end today's service, I want to challenge you to ask God for your one word for the year. Ask God to give you his download for the year. And I want you to put it into one word. Every single year we do a one word challenge for our church. God, what's one word? Last year, my one word was suddenly. God, I want to see you move suddenly. Our focus as a church, our word was, this is the year that God does it. What's one word for your life? There's a 
story in scripture in Matthew chapter 8 verse 7 where there's a leader who goes to Jesus and he says hey listen I've got a servant at home and Jesus says hey I'll come and the, and the guy says no 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 Jesus you don't need to come you don't need to come because I'm a man under authority under authority and I say go and people go I say come and people come all I need you to do is speak a word and I know that my servant will be healed and the Bible says Jesus literally says go everything that you've declared will happen. One word grabbed with value saying, I'm aligning with you, Jesus, and I'll follow you is what we want to set the tone for the year. Right where you are, I want to pray for you. We're going to ask Jesus to set the tone for our life. Father, I thank you for your presence today. I thank you that you're setting the tone for our heart. You're setting the tone for our life. Jesus, there's nothing we can do without you. I pray, Jesus, that as you download your word to us, that we grab hold of it, that we align and that we follow. Jesus, I thank you that you gave your life for us. And even now in this moment of prayer, as I am about to invite people into relationship with you, I pray that they grab hold of the fact that your word does say that while we were yet sinners that you died for us and that you died on a cross and that you loved us so much that you gave yourself for us so that we can have life forever. City Place, right where you are, if you'd like to say, Damon, today I want to meet Jesus. I want him to be my Lord and my Savior. I'm going to continue my prayer and I just want you to pray it after me. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again, he comes and lives on the inside of you. And today is your opportunity to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Are you ready? Come on, let's continue this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, today I acknowledge that you died for me. I acknowledge that you sacrificed for me. But you also rose again so that I could have life. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. On this day, I grab hold of your word and I align myself with you and I want you to lead me every step of the way as I set the frequency to hear you speak. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, City Place. Can you make some noise for Jesus right where you are? Can you make some noise for Jesus right where you are. Well done, City Place Church. Well done for your time of focusing in to what Jesus wants to encourage us with, but also for you saying yes to Jesus. Now here's a couple of next steps for those of you that said yes today. I want you to do me a favor. That way to connect earlier that I mentioned, I want you to text City Place to 94000, or if you're comfortable, fill out a virtual connect card. Let us know the decision you made so that we can come around you and give you some resources to keep you encouraged and to let you know that you're not alone. Also, we're going to be kicking off city groups during the month of February. And you can begin to sign up right now. You can just say, hey, I'm interested in a city group and we want to make sure that you have a place to land in a life-giving community. We believe that God didn't call you to do life by yourself. 
where we believe that God has put you in a community to be encouraged. And so there's men's groups, young adults groups, uh, youth, uh, women's groups, a little something for everyone. And we want to encourage you to jump into those uh, today. So go ahead uh, and express your interest in that as well. Earlier in service, I mentioned that we were going to worship the Lord with our giving. And so now is that time we are going to come around and uh, I just worship the Lord through our giving. I want to say thank you again, as I do always, for trusting the Lord with your kingdom finances. We bring what is his and we just uh, make room for the Lord to allow City Place to make an impact in our city. And so while you are preparing to give, I want to remind you, let's all lean in this week. And then also, don't forget, lean in to City Groups as well as Super Bowl Sundays coming up in February. So it's going to be a life given season here at City Place Church. Well, listen, lean in, set the frequency for what God wants to do. I pray that the Lord blesses you, keeps you. I pray that he lets his face shine upon you. He lifts up his countenance to you and give you great peace in the name of Jesus. Have a great week, City Place. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can share with your friends. Take a screenshot, post on your social media stories, and tag us at City Place Church.